Well, hey you, hello there, every person everywhere. Well, hello, hello, hello everybody, my name is Every Person Everywhere, and this is stuff that you can relate to, hopefully. And so, as I take this right turn at this crossroads, at this juncture, I start a 30-mile trek towards destinations mostly unknown. Why? Because I am doing something that I've been needing to do for a very long time, friends. That's right. I'm taking a break. A somewhat active break, I anticipate, knowing myself, but an intentional break. There are a lot of flaws of character that I wish to work on. There's a lot of emotions that I want to process. There's a lot of things that I need to come to terms with and write out one at a time with this pen and this notebook. Because you see, my friends, I've been go, go, go for most of my life. Now, I remember what it was like to actively pause, except for taking photos, and it was wonderful. The last time I was able to do that and explore my psyche, it was painful, but I made a lot of progress. Ten-hour bus ride through Finland, eight-hour bus ride through Sweden, sitting at a hostel by myself in Lithuania, so on and so forth. The last time life really was moving at a pace that I was comfortable with, which is slow, as moments are meant to be cherished, was probably pre-pandemic. The pandemic hit, and immediately I was rushing to get back to the States, rushing to do my thesis, rushing to finish my last placement, rushing to find a job, and then when that job said that the visa process would take another five months, rushing to get back to the States, and then rushing to get a job after that, rushing to recovery, rushing to getting licensed, rushing to getting another new job, rushing to the job after that, rushing into a relationship, rushing into the job after that, rushing out of the relationship, rushing to the next work situation, and now... I'm at a massive crossroads in my young life, again, and it definitely feels like a time for new beginnings, because last time that we spoke, there was a lot going on, and there still is. The relationship I had came to a halt. The job that I had came to an imperfect ending with no proper closure. There's a lot of things that I have yet to do. There's my audiobook that I want to release. There's purchasing of flights to go to England that I want to do. There's the purchasing of the down payments for my next album, my next snare drum, my next tattoos, so on and so forth. There is a lot on the agenda. And I've noticed that I fall into the same creature comfort trap that so many of us do in this world, especially in the Western world, 
of always running towards the end goal, running towards the deadline, running towards the next best thing. And it finally caught up with me. And I relapsed. And my mental health also almost took a complete relapse. And things just were not fine. Definitely less than comfy and definitely not fine. So here I am driving to a little place in the woods known as Raystown Lake, just about two and a half hours into central Pennsylvania. Here in this place, I hope to learn to be okay with impermanence. That not every project needs to be finished, not everything needs to be stamped as complete before you ship it out. Now, obviously, certain things in life do, like For instance, if you don't pass certain safety checks, inspections, and regulations, like you'll lose your job, you'll lose your license, etc., etc., etc. But outside of this, how much pressure is there really to keep going at this breakneck pace? Aside from the society that we've been raised in, there really isn't any. Human beings were meant for hedonic adaptation, which is a fancy way to say we're born for pleasure. We're born to enjoy the moment. The Dalai Lama himself even said in the 10% Happier podcast with Dan Harrison, the true goal of human nature is to exude happiness and to become happy. And his version of happy and enlightenment really comes down to knowing that Emotions are ephemeral, but there's one that can pervade all if you give it the power to, and that is this state of okayedness. In Finland and Sweden, they call it laugum, which means just enough. There's other words to describe it, this sensation of just enough. Huga is a form of just enough. Fika is a form of just enough. It is lingering in that moment just because of the moment and nothing else. And so, today's episode is going to focus on slowing down. Something that is coming from my interpretation of literature, but also from my experience. I would say that it would come from my heart, but that would be a lie, because as I just said, I haven't slowed down in three years. There's always been something. And because I haven't been able to slow down, I've always been lagging behind and non-present in many aspects and facets of my life. The pile of books continues to grow. The list of podcasts continues to grow. The list of shows continues to grow. The list of ideas and projects continues to grow. And even when I want to put my mind and foot forward for them, ironically enough, I can't. It creates this cognitive dissonance where I'm not okay with the list of things that I haven't accomplished tactfully yet. And part of slowing down is also being okay with the things that run past you. Think about it. You're lined up on roller skates next to somebody with a bicycle. The nature of this is that the person with the bicycle is going to be able to outperform you. 
nine times out of ten. And needing to be okay with that. And so to it lies the concept of this impermanence of nature and of this compassion towards slowing down. Sometimes you need to watch that metaphorical person on the bicycle go, and you need to cheer them on. You need to let them go on without you. And if they decide further down the river that they want to wait for you to catch up, then that's wonderful. But the simple matter of fact is that you on your roller skates will not be able to keep the same pace as them. So, too, is mental fortitude. Now, there's a lot of self-help books and stuff out there that say, like, you know, this is a trained, learned behavior, learned helplessness plays in, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. That's not what I'm getting at. I mean the fact that as much as we try, every human being has a point of terminal velocity. And what happens in nature when something tries and sometimes succeeds to surpass terminal velocity, it starts to dematerialize and break up and break apart. Human beings are the same way. Your terminal velocity might be roller skates compared to somebody else's bicycle. Or maybe your terminal velocity compared to where you were was a bicycle, but now the person you're comparing yourself to as far as how much you should be getting done, how much you should be contributing to society, maybe they're on a hoverboard, maybe they're on jet skis out in the ocean. So they're not even on the same playing field as you. It's a completely different animal altogether. Human beings are our own worst critics. We are really great at beating ourselves up. And for what? No good reason in particular. So I implore myself and all of us to enjoy the present moment. COVID should have taught us to slow down. For some of us, it worked. But if you're like me, there's a lot of us that it was just another barrier towards our end goal. It was just another field of cabbages in the way of the field of sunflowers. That shining, radiant happiness. Maybe we will never reach the point in which we want to be at. Part of slowing down is being okay with that. Part of that is being okay with slowing down. Because when you slow down, you'll notice all the things that you left behind. Because the whole time that you were thinking about their bicycle versus your roller skates, there was a group of people calling out to you. A group of things, items, ideas, sensations calling out to you that were pedestrians. Or maybe they were on a scooter or a skateboard, going uphill even. It's important for us to actualize ourselves in this context. To think that there's always going to be somebody worse off and better off than us. There's always going to be a better or worse implied scenario. And to not have... A selfless compassion that damages us to worry about the people behind us and to not have a fear of missing out and criticality of failure and hyper-awareness of moving towards the future, we need to learn this idea of okayness. 
friends, it's my working theory that the reason why it is so hard for the Western world, especially in socio-capitalist standards, to get into this headspace of Laogom, or this nirvana process that they have in Eastern philosophy, or this oneness of Taoism and Shintoism, is because our culture simply didn't ascribe these territorial concepts to us when we were young, and it became very hard in our worldview to understand that there is a life where we don't have to always be grinding. And as many people, according to TikTok, enter their villain era, and as many people on Twitter say entering their self-care era, (laughs) grinding isn't something that you should invertedly be proud of doing. It should be something that you're doing as a survival mechanism with the intentions actively getting out of it. And part of actively getting out of it is the act of non-doing. And so when I go to this cabin in the woods, when I go forest bathing and hiking for all of Sunday, reading books for all of Saturday, and meditating until I leave Monday morning, I want to learn that self-love and compassion as much as I can. I want to see what the woods teach me. I want to see what my inner world has been trying to get across all along. We are so afraid of our own thoughts, feelings, emotions, behaviors, and attitudes sometimes that our subconscious just puts a lockbox on it and throws it into the, the distant garbage bin. That analogy of putting your trauma on a box on the shelf No, sometimes our brain takes it a step further and puts a lock on it and just throws it into the next cesspool, hoping that we'll never uncover it. But eventually, our subconscious garbage man goes through and roots around, and what do we find? This thing, and we remember what's inside, and we choose to ignore it just a little longer. So in all of this, what's the point of what I'm saying? Sometimes we need to just be okay with not being okay. We need to be okay with the fact that we weren't present. We need to be okay with the fact that we're not a good person yet. We're not okay yet. We're not present yet. That doesn't mean that we never will be. That doesn't mean that it will be tomorrow, next year, next week, whatever. But to enjoy this process and to enjoy this journey and in so doing, slowing down, the happiest cultures in the world When you look at all of them, they all have a few things in common. They all get enough exercise. They all get adequate sleep. They all have a very hearty diet. They all build movement into their daily life. They all have a sense of community. But in all of this, I've noticed that they are really good at the art of idling, stalling, lingering, like our ancestors did, enjoying the present moment just a little longer, just a little bit more. Rush, Canadian band, they said it very well. Despite their name, they wrote a song that was very much not about rushing. It was called Time Stand Still. And it was talking very much in depth about life is changing, things are rapidly devolving and evolving around us, and we need to find a center within us and just ground ourselves and freeze the moment a little bit longer and make each sensation just a little bit stronger. So, 
guess what I'm trying to say at the end of the day is I myself am not good at stalling. I have all of these theories that I've just dug out from the depths of my soul, from years of mindfulness practice in a Buddhist Sangha. But the fact is I have not been in good practice myself the past couple of years. I've clung on to maladaptive coping mechanisms. I have held on to resources that no longer serve to benefit or purpose towards me, some of which only seek to harm me. I tried very much forcing square pegs into round holes. And in this solitary trip to Raystown Lake, I hope to learn to be okay with that. So, in my next episode, I'm going to be talking you through my adventures deeper into the woods. And in real time, I'm going to be dry firing some of the thoughts and emotions and feelings that are inside my head along this way. I hope that this new year, with all the things that broke at the beginning of the year or the end of last year, all the things that gave, all the promises unmet, all the fortunes misbound in your life, you are able to, like myself, start putting that best foot forward because you're worth it. We all are. We all owe it to ourselves to give ourselves a little bit more of a chance. It's something that none of us like to admit that we are bad at doing, but all of us, especially in Western culture, deserve that little extra peace of mind that we can provide ourselves. To quote Bear's Den, and in time, I hope you find some peace of mind this Christmas, hopefully. It might no longer be Christmas, but I do hope that you and I find all that we are looking for this year. It is my fervent prayer to Father Time and Mother Gaia that we are able to stall, enjoy hookah and tlagom, and be present and mindful just this once. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you soon. Until then, I add my beautiful silence.